It is that time of year when most nonprofits prepare their staff performance reviews. Is this an activity you dread, or do you see it as a time when your leadership shines? Performance reviews are an annual fact of life, and if you have the right systems and processes established, conducting end-of-year performance reviews can be a deeply effective experience that grows your leadership pipeline of your agency and deepens the sense of support and affiliation your staff feels towards their supervisor and your agency. So it seems fitting for the end of the year episode for Relish Your Role that we talk about a typical nonprofit end of the year activity, the performance review. In this episode, I'm gonna briefly touch on the six components for staff performance review processes and how you can make it an impactful exercise for everyone involved. And it's probably too late to change things for this year, but as we head into January, you can tweak your systems to get the performance review system you and your staff deserve. You can hear the full episode at relishyourroll.com 22. And if you find this episode or if any of the 21 previous episodes helpful, please, as a Christmas present to me, leave a review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends. You're listening to Relish Your Role Podcast, a free resource for women nonprofit EDs created by me, Dr. Nancy Fournier. After many years of running a nonprofit and consulting, I realized effective leadership is directly tied to the health of the ED's various work relationships. And that's why this podcast will focus on how women nonprofit leaders can gain mastery to manage up, down, and across their agencies for maximum impact. It's time to find your authentic voice and lead with confidence. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Performance reviews can be an incredibly powerful experience and set the tone for a positive work culture. Personalized, thoughtful performance reviews show your staff that you take their professional and career trajectory seriously. A thoughtful performance review helps everyone level set their expectations of one another. And when expectations are clear, there's a shared commitment to agency success. When you can clearly identify staff's success and areas for growth, you're conveying your commitment to their professionalism. And usually, performance reviews are tied to end-of-year raises or bonuses, And given the impact these decisions have on your staff income and your agency budget, doesn't it make sense to have a strong, objective, and thoughtful performance review? Well, let's talk about how to get there. I think there are six elements to a strong performance review. One, provide clear expectations. Two, translate expectations to observable behavior and deliverables. Three, mutually develop what I call reach goals. Four, frequently check in on progress. Five, identify professional development goals. And six, promote self-reflection. So let's start with step one. Assuming you have current and accurate job descriptions for all your staff, and if you haven't updated those job descriptions, it's a good idea to do so. The performance review, and by that I mean both the written document and the process, should be based on a list of clearly stated expectations that track job responsibilities spelled out in the staff person's job description. And these expectations should clearly state what activities are expected and the outputs of these activities as well as the outcomes. For example, if a person is responsible for your agency's communication activities, 
The performance review should mention the person's role in all social media, agency informational activities, graphic presentation materials, those are outputs. And if the expectations of the number of these events are expected on an annual basis, the performance review should state that. This allows for an objective way to measure the person's performance. They're expected to produce, let's say, six newsletters over the year. It should be stated. Six newsletters are the output, and the outcomes are perhaps increased membership, subscriptions, or social media interactions. When you spell out at the beginning of the year what's expected, it gives both you and the staff a cleared roadmap to measure progress, as well as guideposts to assess if the person is performing the task and having the input that's been agreed upon. Everyone does better when they know what's expected of them in clear terms. And when you go over the review at the beginning of the review cycle, this element allows the opportunity to make sure there's a mutual understanding of what they need to do and why they need to do it. And then you want to translate expectations to observable behaviors and deliverables. This step is a natural outgrowth of setting expectations. It provides a clear list of every element of their job responsibility, what's expected to be done, and how it's expected to be done. Again, using the communications position as an example, if you expect them to create all the graphics for grant reports, the performance review document should state they're expected to meet with program staff to prepare the reports. It's an example of providing both the expected behavior and the product to be delivered. Clarity and specificity are the keys to an effective performance evaluation. And up to this point, you focused on the expectations for the job. This next section is where you get to discuss with the staff how and where they want to grow professionally this year. Creating what I call reach goals occurs by, identif by identifying new skills or responsibilities the two of you decide is appropriate to undertake in the coming year. They will need to learn new things to reach these goals, and by including them in the performance review, you are committing to their professional growth. The communication staff might identify mastering a new graphics program or producing a YouTube channel for your agency. Enlisting new projects and skills, you're supporting their growth and your agency's advancement. You want to frequently check in on progress. A performance review is a process as well as a document. If a performance review is to be successful, the staff supervisor needs to consistently check in to assess their progress. And these check-ins allow the opportunity to problem solve and provide real-time feedback and celebrate successes. There should never be any surprises in an end-of-the-year performance review. The feedback staff receive in their annual review should be the culmination of the feedback they've received throughout the year. And the best way to devalue staff is not to give them frequent, constructive feedback on their performance. The end-of-year review should really, truly be a review of the meetings held throughout the year. A strong performance review will have a section in which you can identify the areas for professional development. And this can involve attending a training or seminars or shadowing staff in a different role or the provision of mentoring or coaching. Talking with staff about the areas they see they need to grow or new skills they want to master signals to them your agency's investment in their continued growth. And ideally, you have a professional development budget and there are funds set aside for staff to attend training and conferences which build their skills. It's important to solicit staff's ideas and buy-in for suggested professional development activities. And their attendance and application of the information they're exposed to during these professional development events, it should be part of their performance review. And lastly, a strong performance review is a mutual endeavor. 
it's time to reassess the work done during the previous year and share reflections on performance. You want to elicit and use the staff's assessment of their own performance. And by discussing and incorporating the staff's assessment, you're promoting their self-awareness. Best practice suggests that in preparation for the annual performance review, the staff person is asked to complete the review on themselves and they share and discuss their scoring with their supervisor and reach a mutual decision of what should be included in the end of the year review. And while you may not be the direct supervisor of the staff, you need to help that person's supervisor learn how to write these performance reviews and monitor progress and hold the end of the year review meeting. The beginning of the year is when you begin to build the process for the meaningful end of the year performance review. You can do this and train your staff and I'm here to help. Thanks for listening today. I know the job you have is hard and appreciate the work you do every day. I help women nonprofit EDs manage their work relationships and lead with their authentic voice. Learn more about me and my services at relishyourrole.com. And if you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other nonprofit leaders. The more support we receive, the greater our impact. Till next time.